Today is the 19th day of December. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. It's my joy, my complete honor to be here with you in this final week of my time with you as China leads you home through December into a brand new year and a brand new month and a brand new page turn as we will start all over again next year. But first, we must stay present and here, and here we are, ready to allow God's word to speak to us, wash over us, sink down and settle into some of the cracks and crevices that we have uh, allowed maybe too wide of a gap and it's time to seal them up and allow God to heal those places in our heart that need to be healed to move us and shake us out of our comfortability and into the deep with him. Today we are reading Titus uh, chapters 1, 2, and 3. And this week we're reading the Common English Bible, Titus chapter 1. From Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, I'm sent to bring about the faith of God's chosen people and a knowledge of the truth that agrees with godliness. Their faith and this knowledge are based on the hope of eternal life that God, who doesn't lie, promised before time began. God revealed his message at the appropriate time through preaching, and I was trusted with preaching this message by the command of God our Savior. To Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you behind in Crete was to organize whatever needs to be done and to appoint elders in each city as I told you. Elders should be without fault. They should be faithful to their spouse and have faithful children who can't be accused of self-indulgence or rebelliousness. This is because supervisors should be without fault as God's managers. They shouldn't be stubborn, irritable, addicted to alcohol, a bully, or greedy. Instead, they should show hospitality, love what is good, and be reasonable, ethical, godly, and self-controlled. They must pay attention to the reliable message as it has been taught to them so that they can encourage people with healthy instruction and refute those who speak against it. In fact, there are many who are rebellious people, loudmouths and deceivers, especially some of those who are Jewish believers. They must be silenced because they upset entire households. They teach what they shouldn't to make money dishonestly. Someone who is one of their own prophets said, People from Crete are always liars, wild animals, and lazy gluttons. This statement is true. Because of this, correct them firmly so that they can be healthy in their faith. They shouldn't pay attention to Jewish myths and commands from people who reject the truth. Everything is clean to those who are clean, but nothing is clean to those who are corrupt and without faith. Instead, their mind and conscience are corrupted. They claim to know God, but they deny God by the things that they do. They are detestable, disobedient, and disqualified to do anything good. But you should talk in a way that is consistent with sound teaching. 
tell the older men to be sober, dignified, sensible, and healthy in respect to their faith, love, and patience. Likewise, tell the older women to be reverent in their behavior, teaching what is good, rather than being gossips or addicted to heavy drinking. That way they can mentor young women to love their husbands and children and to be sensible, morally pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands so that God's word won't be ridiculed. Likewise, encourage the younger men to be sensible in every way. Offer yourself as a role model of good actions. Show integrity, seriousness, and a sound message that is above criticism when you teach so that any opponent will be ashamed because they won't find anything bad to say about us. Tell slaves to submit to their own masters and please them in everything they do. They shouldn't talk back or steal. Instead, they should show that they are completely reliable in everything so that they might make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It educates us so that we can live sensible, ethical, and godly lives right down by rejecting ungodly lives and the desires of this world. At the same time, we wait for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us in order to rescue us from every kind of lawless behavior and cleanse a special people for himself who are eager to do good actions. Talk about these things. Encourage and correct with complete authority. Don't let anyone disrespect you. Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities. They should be obedient and ready to do every good thing. They shouldn't speak disrespectfully about anyone, but they should be peaceful, kind, and show complete courtesy toward everyone. We were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, and slaves to our desires and various pleasures, too. We were spending our lives in evil behavior and jealousy. We were disgusting, and we hated other people. But when God our Savior's kindness and love appeared, He saved us because of His mercy, not because of righteous things we had done. He did it through the washing of new birth and the renewing by the Holy Spirit, which God poured out upon us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. So since we have been made righteous by His grace, we can inherit the hope for eternal life. This saying is reliable, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have come to believe in God might give careful attention to doing good. These things are good and useful for everyone. Avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, and fights about the law, because they are useless and worthless. After a first and second warning, have nothing more to do with a person who causes conflict, because you know that someone like this is twisted and sinful, so they condemn themselves. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, try to come to me in Nicopolis because I've decided to spend the winter there. Help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey with enthusiasm so that they won't need anything. But our people should also learn to devote themselves to doing good in order to meet pressing needs so that they aren't unproductive. Everyone with me greets you. Greet those who love us faithfully. Grace be with all of you. O 
Okay, so as we wind our way through the end of the Bible in chronological order, we find ourselves beginning and finishing the book of Titus today. So a bit of reference to orient ourselves from the God of your story. Today we began Paul's letter to Titus, the third of the pastoral letters. As we've previously discussed, these are personal letters to specific men to whom Paul had entrusted much. They were sons in the faith to Paul. Titus was an early convert through the Apostle Paul's ministry was a part of it thereafter. He was trusted enough to accompany Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem to attend the Jerusalem council referred to in the book of Acts. This was the council where church leaders were making a pivotal decision about whether conversion to Judaism, including male circumcision, was required for Gentiles to be accepted into the community of Christ. Titus was a Gentile at this Jewish council and his presence was instrumental in the outcome. Ironically, Titus isn't mentioned in the book of Acts. We know him only through Paul's letters. The most likely scenario for this letter is that Paul was released from his first imprisonment in Rome, and Titus subsequently accompanied Paul to the island of Crete in order to share the good news. The message of Jesus had apparently never been introduced to Cretans who were notoriously carnal. When Paul preached there, new faith sprang up and Paul left Titus to form leadership among the churches and to navigate the cultural clash already happening among the believers. Titus was suited for this work. Paul had sent him as an ambassador, carrying several letters into complicated situations. Paul sent this letter to Titus on the island of Crete after he departed about the same time that he wrote the personal letter that we know now as 1 Timothy. The letter was intended to encourage Titus and also to give him apostolic authority and writing. In other words, Titus was authorized to act in Paul's name, organizing the newly formed communities on Crete and doing this. Titus would need to appoint pastors and deacons. So Paul gave criteria for those who seek ordained ministry as he did in his first letter to Timothy. The book of Titus is an intimate look at the instructions given from a spiritual father to his spiritual son who had been commissioned to do a big job in a short amount of time. But Titus had been faithful and successful in all that Paul had asked him to do And Paul wanted Titus to be empowered and confident in the task at hand. Today, most denominations throughout the world consult the letter to Titus for their ordination process. It is a treasured letter for those in spiritual leadership and continues to give us insights into the formation and advancement of our faith. So that orients us to what is happening and gives us a little bit of insight of the relevancy of the letter, uh, the specifics of who this is to, and then we take from that what we can apply to our own lives. And so what really hits me today 
is a final chapter. Realizing this is the common English Bible version. Avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, and fights about the law because they are useless and worthless. I mean, that's good advice no matter who you are, (laughs) no matter what you believe. Avoid stupid controversies. Why give life to wasted, empty controversies? And if you really just take a minute and sit with some of the arguments that you have been a part of, that we have been a part of, that we have engaged, that we have given time and attention and life to, and then ask ourselves, is this worthy of kingdom advancement? Does this have any application to further the kingdom of heaven? Will I get to the heart of the person I'm arguing with by what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, and how I am responding? And usually the answer is no. And we would save ourselves a lot of time, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety, if we just avoid stupid controversies. I can so appreciate plain language. So Father, we do thank you for your word today. We thank you for plain English. We thank you for passages such as this that help us look into our own lives deeper and see what we are spending, our time, our energy, our life on. And is this giving life, producing life, Or am I expelling unnecessary energy, time, and life and producing nothing good, no good fruit? And so it's a hard truth to sit with, but a necessary truth that we should all sit with and examine our own hearts. I pray that we would take these words and apply them to where they need applied and make changes from the inside out that only you can do within us through the help and the power of your spirit. And we thank you that it's available, it's accessible, and that it changes us. You change us for good. We pray this now in the name of the Father, your Son, and your Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out if you have not. Check out the app, take a look around the store. Lots of great resources there uh, and products intended to enhance your journey through the Bible. Also, we're winding down this year and we're beginning to start a brand new one. And many of you know how this goes. But if you have found this resource life-changing and you want others to be changed, just reach out to people that you think might benefit from being in the Word every single day and let them know about it. Go through the journey with friends. I know even family members 
In fact, I, I have a, a former teacher from my young childhood, <laughs> my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Flowers, that I found out uh, his entire family went through the daily audio Bible together. And they stayed in a constant text and they just talked about what the scriptures said to them that day, what they heard, how it hit them. And I found out later and it just, uh, you know, it hit me in a way I can't describe because my teacher, probably the most influential teacher in my life, just a kind hearted man, uh, was transformed through reading the Bible with his family and uh, has since went on to be with the Lord. But that story just really struck me. And then I thought, what a great thing for families to do, to be able to go through the word together. And man, you get into some stuff. I can imagine you could get into some stuff of those family dynamics and those patterns that you set from really young and just seeing each other differently, doing things differently, unlearning some things that you learned, maybe not so good things. But the point is, uh, what a great thing for families to do together. So maybe that'll be you. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. And that's the truth. If you're giving by mail, D-A-B, P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. Or utilizing that app, you can hit the Give icon. It's up at the top right-hand corner. And lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or, once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit your wheel to chronological after you hit submit, and it will get to the right place. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. This final week together of my time with you, I'm going to try real hard not to be emotional, but it's been an incredible journey together. And I look forward to turning the page together tomorrow and being with you all. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Good morning, family. This is your sister, Kim, in Kentucky, and it's Friday, December the 16th. And I'm just calling in um, to just say thank you to the ones who do uh, transcribing uh, for DABC. I know it's um, done for DAB as well. And for those of you that don't know, uh, you can go on to Tumblr and find it. Um, because um, December the 4th, Jill's reading on December the 4th, Second uh, Corinthians one through four. It just there was so much of it that resonated with me, and I took uh, some little notes. And finally today, I was able to go back and uh, reread and and um, copy down my notes more fully. But she had a prayer at the end that I didn't get, 
And I went back um, to Tumblr and found the transcription for that day and her prayer. And so God, just bless those, Father, that are behind the scenes. Um, We don't know their names, but you see them. You are with them as they are listening and transcribing and putting that on Tumblr for other people. They are your servants, Lord, and I know um, they will be rewarded for their faithfulness in serving you and serving this community. Just bless each and every one that has called in um, this week with their needs, Father. Uh, you know, God, when it's about healing in our body, in our souls, um, in our spirits, Lord. And you are a God of restoration and you are the way maker. And may we keep our eyes fixed upon you above the situations and circumstances we are in, but lifting higher to where you sit and where we sit with you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This message is for Candy, unraveled by God's love, I think she said. You called in on December 12th. This is Amanda in Nebraska, forgiven child of God. And I just want to say thank you for calling in and commenting and your prayers and your grace and um, suggestions. It was very meaningful um, and great insight. uh, And I really appreciate that. Like you, I pray as others are calling in. I don't do well of calling in for specific prayer requests for others like I sometimes feel I should but when God lays it on my heart that's what I do I pray everyone has a wonderful day I love this community I love everything about it thank y'all hey family this is Adrian from Maryland his mighty tortoise I have a request. Um, Next Friday, my son and I and um, Sammy, uh, my husband's final dog, Tom's final dog, um, are going to Massachusetts. Well, Sammy belongs to Mark now, but um, uh, we're going to Massachusetts to be with uh, Meg and Jared, my daughter and son-in-law, for Christmas. We're leaving Maxie home because she doesn't do the car well, so she's going to stay home with Hannah, her teenage, two-legged teenage best friend. But I have some anxiety um, that supposed to the weather's not supposed to be good next Thursday night. Um, we're supposed to get one to three inches of snow. Anything could happen. It's Friday now, the Friday be- the week before, so anything can happen. The weather can change. But I'm just anxious right now um, about getting on the road next Friday, and so I just need prayers, please, to calm my heart down um, because. I, I I just need prayers. I'm just anxious. And I'm not usually anxious like this. So um, if you guys could please pray for me, I would really appreciate it. Maxie needs me, and Meg and Jared need us. Um, so, um, yeah, so please just pray for us. Thank for a safe trip up and a safe trip back. We're traveling from, from Baltimore up to um, right outside of Boston. Um, next Friday, right before Christmas, and then coming home the day after Christmas. And I'll let you guys know how it goes. Thank you so much. This is your friend, Adrian. I love you.